you ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody, wherever you are. Welcome to today's show of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement at the Empowerment Channel of Voice America, the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio shows. Welcome to all the listeners here in the United States and Canada, but there are also some in Europe, in France or England, even in India. So anywhere you are and listening to this show live or as a recording, I'm grateful that you are making time for you to find out more about the topic of retirement. It's my great pleasure to present this series of shows and bring subjects that will help you in planning and preparing for the next chapter in life. My name is Maria Lucasen and I am excited Besides talking with our guest or expert on the topic of this week, I also have inspiring wise women words. You will find out later what that is. I have a quote of the week at the end of the show, and I have a tip for uh, resources from women that want to take fast action. So I want to start off this week. It's a new time for the show. It's not anymore on Wednesday morning. So I want to start this week a little bit different. And the first thing that I really want to do is start with an affirmation. And for those of you who don't know what it is, here is a little explanation. An affirmation opens the door. It's a beginning point on the path of change. As It's a path of change for your mindset. In essence, You are saying to your subconscious mind, I am taking responsibility. I am aware that there is something I can do to change. So when I talk about doing affirmations, I mean consciously choosing words that will either help eliminate something from your life or help create something new in your life. So affirmations are kind of um, a seed that is planted in the soil. So if it's poor soil, there is not much grow. If it's a rich soil, then there is abundant growth. So the more you choose to think, the thought that makes you feel good, the quicker the affirmations work. So let's, uh, today, the affirmation that I have for you is when you get up in the morning, just think like this. Today, I create a wonderful new day and a wonderful new future. It's a quote by Louisa Hay. So if that is something that resonates with you, write it down and start collecting quotes and affirmations that you like so you can use them regularly when you get up in the morning or whenever you need one. So these were some wise words that we have. And then I wanted to also talk with you a little bit about retiring. 
it's not such an easy thing for many people to do. And especially now with the COVID-19 situation, I know there are many thinking it's a really challenging time where your lifestyle might not be what you expected especially if you have been terminated from work and you had to take involuntary retirement or early retirement because you didn't want to go back teaching or whatever change that you needed to make. Yes, sometimes life throws a curveball and makes you shift your habits and plans and direction. So if you are facing... um, Unplanned retirement from your career, you might want to listen because a personal medical condition can force you to retire, but it also can be an elderly parent that needs you as a caretaker. And if your company downsized, then like now in the COVID-19 situation, then you might not find so easy a job in this current time. So I have an assessment that you can assess your pre-retirement life and redesign your future by using my free resources that I have. So one of them is an assessment. And when you go to the host page, there is a banner. And if you click on it, you get linked to my email and I will send you this special resource, this special assessment, so that you can think about your life right now and it will help you prepare for your next phase in life, your retirement. So as the CEO of Maria Lucas Coaching, I also organize workshops for women who are ready to plan their retirement and I help them individually or in groups to prepare for a happy next phase in life that is fun, purposeful, and affordable. I do workshops here locally in the library. I do meetup groups. There are many ways how you can um, attend one of my workshops. So I help women to rock their retirement and have the lifestyle that they want. And as a speaker, I do this live or for remote audiences. I have a Facebook group, has the same title as the show, Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. So if you want to see and hear me talk on Facebook Live, that would be the place where you can find out. So that's a group on Facebook where you can find me too. So this radio show is for unique women who dream to retire soon, blissfully. If this is what you are dreaming about, you are at the right place. So this show provides great information, new perspectives, wonderful real life stories and useful tips to make retirement the best time of your life. In this show, we feature guest experts on many topics. Last week, we had Susan Luttremoyle, and her show was all about retirement, and not in the way of retiring, but rewiring your, uh, the way how you think about retirement. So if you missed the show, 
go to my host page and you can find it there and listen to it. So today I have a really great speaker and I'm going to welcome her right now. She is online. Hey, Marianne, how are you doing? I'm terrific, Maria. How are you doing? I am fantastic. I am so fired up, as they say, about this show today because we are going to cover a topic that has big impact on many people when they think or start living their retirement. So I want to first introduce you to the audience by giving them a very short bio of who you are and, and what you do. And then we go and, and do some questions and see how that, where that leads us. So Marianne Oeser is a retirement and relationship coach. She's an author, a speaker, and an educator. She is a seasoned expert who focuses on assisting people to build happy, fulfilling lives in the post-career phase of their life through her workshops, seminars, public speaking, and individual coaching. She has a book, and her book, which is called Your Happiness Portfolio for Retirement, It's Not About the Money, is about how to flourish in retirement. Marianne has retired twice after spending over 40 years in the corporate world. She didn't get it right the first time and knows how to help you about the potholes. So she earned the coaching credentials from Retirement Options and Relationship Coaching Institute. She holds a master's degree in management from Calic School of Management at Northwestern University. So that's a whole lot that you have accomplished. You, read, you wrote a book and you retired twice. So then you have a lot of experience probably with the topic for today, which is how retirement can challenge your relationship. But before we dive into the topic, I want to ask you, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey that has led to where you are today. Well, Maria, as you said, I have retired twice. Uh, when I, my first, part, the first part of my career was at United Airlines, and my former husband and I both worked there at the time that there was a hostile takeover that was successful. And uh, we both were given golden parachutes because of the positions we held. And so I retired at 40, and he was 58. And we thought, oh, this is going to be fantastic. And we moved to beautiful Marco Island, Florida, and thought that this was going to be nirvana. Well, yeah. unfortunately, things did not go as well as I'd hoped they would. And we contributed to the gray divorce statistic. And so the point is that I truly do understand what it means to have serious relationship challenges in retirement. And I certainly don't want our listeners to have to go through what I did, with, with a, which is to say a divorce. So then I went back to the corporate world for I don't know, another 15 or 20 years. And um, when it was time to retire the second time, I knew that I wanted to do something. And so for a year before, I studied relationship coaching because along the way I had remarried 
And I truly wanted people to have the same kind of a relationship that my wonderful husband and I share. So I chose relationship coaching. And then along the way, listening, listening to many of the couples that came in to see me, I often heard the, the phrase of, we used to have such a great relationship, and now all we do is bicker and fight. And the commonality was all of those people were, um, had, recently divorced, had recently retired, and the retirement was challenging their relationships. So it was at that point that I earned my certification as a retirement coach. So I truly understand the challenges that retirement can place on even good relationships. Yes, I, uh, I, I understand what you are saying uh, completely. Um, not that I have experienced this myself because I'm a single woman, but I have friends and I have family who are all in a similar age group as I am in now. Some have retired already and some not, but I see how it impacts their life. So when you were talking and listening to your clients, what are some of the biggest mistakes that couple can make as they adjust to the new life after their careers? Well, let me answer that, Maria, by first telling you a little bit about what went wrong for me the okay. first time I retired. Yes. Sure. So after the, you know, we all, many of us are lucky enough to go through a honeymoon phase right after we leave our career. You know, the euphoria of, of the freedom that is, is so wonderful. And for us, after the euphoria of the freedom wore off, my former husband slipped into depression. And it, it, it often happens, particularly with people that have been highly successful. He was no longer mm -hmm. big man on campus. And adjusting to that loss of his identity was very challenging. And It certainly impacted our relationship. But then what he wanted to, he wanted me to be his entertainment the whole time. Oh. And at the beginning, I said, okay, sure, you know, I'll organize stuff to do and I'll, you know, da-da-da-da-da. But I, I began to resent it because, you see, I really wanted to get in, to be engaged with something. And, and he wanted me to be his entertainment. Well, <clears throat> I did need to do something, so both of us went to school to become real estate salespeople and ultimately brokers, and I really got interested in it, and he didn't yeah. like it. And so mm -hmm. the more that I did what was important to me, the more he resented it, and the worse our relationship got. So he, wow. you know, the, he, we, he, was, he was a lawyer and had been yeah. very successful at that, and I encouraged yeah. him to go back to get his his to pass the bar exam, which he did, but it didn't happen. And so our marriage ended in divorce, and that was in the, in the mid-90s, and we didn't know then anywhere nearly as much as we know now. And so the things that, that we now know that we can, can overcome is by being aware of how retirement is going to change the dynamic of your relationship. Even strong relationships are often uh, affected by all the things that change when we retire. Another thing, another mistake is not being prepared for this loss of identity that I described that my former husband had, because it can be so difficult both for the person who's going through that loss of identity and the spouse. Yeah. So we're yes. not prepared for that. Another important one is not talking about the assumptions that you are making 
you know, people don't typically plan their retirement life beyond creating their bucket list. And, you know, right. and uh, some couples, a couple came into my office one time and um, he, they were sitting there and she had her arms folded against her chest and he was talking about how their relationship used to be so good and now it was really so terrible. And the more he talked, the angrier she got, you know, her mouth just got really pursed and pretty soon she spat out, why do I always have to do the laundry? I'm retired too. The assumption that they had made, he assumed she would keep on doing it because she liked to do it. She assumed that he would help. And that little thing created so much irritation and so much annoyance that it began to erode their their relationship. So it's so important to talk about the assumptions that we that you are both making about what this time of your life is going to be like. And it, it, from little things like who's going to do the laundry to big to the big things in in, uh, in your in your picture of your life. Very important. Okay. So I'm um, sorry I um, lost you there for a second. Could you uh, talk one more time? You were talking about assumptions and the bucket list. What was the story about that? Yes, it's, um, it's, a, it's a mistake that many couples make, and that is not talking about the assumptions about what their life is going to be like um, after in, in retirement. And the story I was telling is about a couple that was in my office one time, and they, they came because of the they, they said the same thing that many people had said. We used to have such a great relationship, and now all we do is bicker and fight. And the more her husband talked, the more the woman uh, crossed her arms and clinched her, her jaw and was be obviously becoming upset. And pretty soon she just spat out, why do I always have to do the laundry? I'm retired too. He looked at her. In absolute disbelief, he had no idea what she was talking about. But, you see, they had assumed that he had assumed that she liked doing all of the household stuff because she'd always been doing it. And she assumed, now that he had more time, that he was going to help her. They never talked about that. And the more he didn't help her, the more angry she became, and the more that flowed over into their overall relationship to the point that they were coming to see me because they were bickering and fighting. Right. Yes. About that. Yeah. I think the key issue is with having uh, a happy retirement with your spouse is the communication. As as long as you are prepared to talk about what is bothering you, I think you can solve many problems. But like this lady that you just mentioned about her household chores that just uh, kept doing them and was not happy about it. Yeah, if you don't talk about it with your husband, he doesn't know. So, yeah, I uh, I can't see that totally. That's yeah, exactly what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that is one of the things that probably come to mind for me when I think, okay, if, if you're living together and you have not um, been sharing daily life for, say, more or less um, 24 hours uh, on on a daily basis, there's a lot of changes that you have to consider. And a household chores, I can imagine, is one of them. So, um, yeah, 
that, that definitely it's thinks many, that. It's one of many. It's just an example. <laughs> yes. So tell us a few more about besides the, the, the household chores. The, one of the big one is how much time they're going to be spending together. You know, adjusting right. to the fact that they, yes. they both had busy lives and now they have, you know, so much more time together. And tru- truly, no ma- you know, no matter, as you're dealing with that issue of how much time are we going to do things together and how much time are we going to do things ourselves? In other words, you know, understanding me time and we time. You know, yeah. one of the things that when, there's a, a great uh, an author named Sarah Yogave who wrote a book I read years ago called For Better or, or Worse But Not for Lunch, talking about this whole issue. And uh, she says that, uh, that couples actually from in all phases of their life sort of go with this dance of, you know, feeling, trying to balance being connected and preserving a sense of individuality. And so it's very important for couples to, as they adjust to this, to this, all this time together, is that they become clear on what they do want to do together and what they do each want to do separately and be sure that they can agree on it. And then be sure that they don't get resentful of when the other person is off doing the thing that they had agreed to or feeling guilty if you're off playing golf and your wife isn't with you or you're off at lunch with the girls and he's not there. So not feeling guilty about having that time to express as yourself. Right. Yes. Um, th- that is something um, probably when they were working and, and doing the things they were doing because they both had a career and the kids, probably they were not thinking as much of uh, what is my husband doing right now when she is with the kids at the doctor's office or uh, taking them to a friend's birthday party, whatever. So now in later life, it's only two people um, where you are concerned about that's yourself and your spouse. And then all of a sudden, uh, it's much more closer to you and you're much more thinking about the other person. Uh, now it's only the two of you left in, uh, in the house. Yes. Well, that's true. I... And, the, and, the, and the truth of what happens then is when you have a career and a busy other life, you, by, by definition, you have activities that you are each doing um, by yourself. So you can, you can maintain that sense of individuality. But <laughs> when those go away, it's, you know, that's when people get into trouble when they either spend too much time together or they don't talk about how they're going to spend their time together or, or apart. Right. And that is um, definitely a big part because you're spending so much time together. So you need to know how much of this time are we really doing things together and when can I do things for myself? Because one of the big issues, I think, in retirement is that both have different interests now, different hobbies, maybe, and things like that. So I want to make a quick break here. And when we come back, we go dive deep in all those issues that can prevent you from happy, a happy retirement and a happy marriage. So uh, we go for break now and we'll be back after the music.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you been wondering, is this all there is in life? You've been a good worker year after year. You've checked off the boxes and retirement is near. Or maybe you've been forced to take early retirement. These are supposed to be the golden years, yet it feels empty. You feel all alone, questioning your life direction. Or maybe you've experienced a medical scare or find yourself caring for elderly parents or kids who've moved back home. You're unmotivated and passionless, left pondering what you're going to do with the next chapter of your life. You're not alone. You're in the discovery phase. As retirement expert Maria Lukasin says, it's time to step into freedom and fulfillment so that you can live your best years yet. First, you've got to learn to adapt and thrive during uncertain times. Find out how by getting your free next chapter assessment. Just click on the banner at the host page or email Maria at MariaLucasinHQ.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. To reach Maria Lucasen, her guest, or the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send to Maria at marialucasenhq.com. Now, back to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Welcome back, ladies. And if you have enjoyed the show so far, Please make sure to read our show on Apple or Spotify and give us a five-star review. Also, I love to get your questions and read your comments. So feel free to email me and I can answer your questions on the next episode. So I want to go back to my guest, Mariana, and ask her how couples that have chosen to retire together um, how they should handle if there is a conflict um, in, in, in their life and they're both uh, upset about it. How, what do you suggest, Marianne? Yeah, conflict is one of the things that can destroy a relationship, no question about it. And the problem is that most of us haven't been taught how to deal with conflict in a healthy way. We think that anytime conflict comes up, it's negative. But the truth of the matter is conflict actually can be a gift. And it can deepen your connection. And I teach, a, I teach a course on that. And every time I say that, the, the audience's face usually goes like, what are you talking about conflict being a gift? Yeah. But what happens is you know, if, when, when, when a difficult situation comes up and conflict is starting, if you can push the pause button before you respond or, or re- react to whatever's going on, you almost always will be able to discover that what you think is the problem may not be the problem at all. In fact, research has shown us that when conflict arises, only about 10% of the time is it about the topic that was being discussed. 
there's almost always something else in, in uh, underneath that. And so if right. you press the pause button, you can, you know, you can say, you can, you can look back and say, or step back and say, wait a minute, what's really going on here? And then when you can re- when you therefore can address the, the, what's causing the conflict by mutually understanding what is going on for the other person, as well as what's going on for you, you often can get to a point where not only do you resolve the conflict in, in a productive way, but it helps to build your connection. Right, exactly. And uh, I think that if both are honest about it and are open and are ready to listen, then I think you can change that situation and make it something that will uh, that you can work with for the future because you can find solutions if you are ready to talk about it, if you are open for it. Um, that's my thinking. As long as you are talking and uh, keep your heart and your mind open, um, there's always a way to change things, to adjust things, and to make things happen. So um, what, what are some, <clears throat> sorry, some activities that a couple can do to adjust to being together? So what would be, say, a couple of um, questions or exercises or um, things that you suggest a couple that is just retiring Thus, so that I get both on the same page for many things. I know what everybody well, I think, wants. I think one of the first things is to to look at just re- the relationship as you move into this new time of your life as a brand new relationship. Just look at it from a fresh standpoint. Because, you know, so often when people will say, we've grown apart, I don't know this person anymore. But in your busy lives, you've sort of lost track of who each other is. Yeah. And so when, when, when you can do things like you were talking about communication skills and how important they are, one of the activities would be to say, wait a minute, do we, how good is our communication? Is that something that we need to brush up on a little bit? Another is to, you know, is, is to be, pay a lot of attention to the everyday things that are going on in your life. Talk about the everyday things. You probably didn't have much time to do that before, but it's a, an opportunity to, again, reestablish that communication. Another is to, really important exercise is to, is to visualize something that, that, was, that, that I learned about through the work of, of a psychologist in uh, Germany, sorry, Martin Buber. And his, con- his concept is as two people come together in a relationship, they come together as whole and complete people themselves. And mm-hmm. as they stand there looking at each other, there's a space between them that he says is a sacred space. And it's mm-hmm. in that sacred space that the relationship lives. And so part of the activities are how are you going to maintain that space, that sacred space? How are you going to nurture it so that the flowers grow? And how are you going to pull the weeds that need to be pulled out? Because your relationship lives in that sacred space. Yes. And I like that you use the word nurturing and pulling weeds. Because that is a very 
visual for many people. So uh, nurturing and having flowers is different as from pulling weeds. Yes, and every relationship that you have, there are some uh, situations will probably um, need your attention and where you might need to change something. I think a lot of um, making it work in a, a marriage is anyhow being able to compromise sometimes with things. So um, I hear a lot of talking about gray divorce. Um, it's a serious problem right now. So what can people do to avoid this difficult and painful situation when they retire? I think that there are um, two things. The first one is to be aware that this, trans that this whole transition into this new phase of your life um, is full of change, it's full of ambiguity, it's full of new things, and therefore to, to recognize that that can impact your awareness, that you impact your relationship, and the awareness of that, just knowing... Sometimes what people say is, okay, the, this uncomfortableness of the, of the transition occurs, uh, pops up, and they immediately say, oh, there must be something wrong with my partner. There must be something wrong with my relationship. I shouldn't be feeling this, um, this uncomfortable when really what they're uncomfortable with is the changes that they're going through, and the relationship may have nothing to do with it. The second yes. thing is, that for, for most relationships, and I honestly don't care how long you've been together, for most relationships, when you have been in a busy, hectic career, uh, things, that, things that may become, pro that are problems with the relationship often just get overlooked. And so when those, that old baggage, that old stuff comes up, you basically have a choice. And you have three choices. You, first of all, is you can, sweep it under the rug again like you've been doing during your busy life because you didn't have time to, to confront it. Or you can address it, particularly by seeing a, someone who is skilled in helping you to rebuild, that, to, to rebuild the connection that you may, very well may have lost and to address those things that are creating an issue in the, in the relationship. And the third choice is to not do anything and let it destroy your relationship and become part of the gray divorce statistic like I was. So you really do have choices when um, something comes up that is, that is challenging to your relationship. Ignore it, do something about it, or, go, or see the divorce lawyer. Right. Yes. Um, as, as it's like you say, you always have a choice. And it's not just you in a relationship. It's always two people in a relationship. So, um, yes, uh, of course you can let it happen and take the divorce that might in one way seem like the easy way out, or you might fight for what you have and what you, the, all the memories and experience that you lived through together with your children. And especially if there were challenges within your 30, 40 years uh, together. Um, if, if you can't uh, take care of it yourself, then seeing somebody who is uh, um, an expert in it would be the right way to go. So yeah, I can follow that completely, how you say this. So, but it is indeed a choice. And um, sometimes, yeah. Well, I just wanted to add that it is a choice, but I have to tell you that 
some of the people that have come to see me where they were literally um, seriously contemplating divorce, when they decided to look at their relationship as a, from a fresh start and when they were able to address the issues that were, that were creating a problem in their relationship, often they ended up with a relationship that was far better than it had ever been in their life. Right. So there is, yes. you know, it's not just a live with it situation. It really can be addressing the problems can really build the relationship to a whole new level. Exactly, exactly. That's uh, uh, kind of what I wanted to say when I uh, was talking about it um, with saying, okay, the divorce might be the easy way out and fighting for your relationship might be something uh, much more worthwhile because you still can live very happy together for another 20 or 30 years. And it doesn't mean that they are as uh, colorful maybe as your first uh 20 years of marriage when you are still happy and young and um, getting babies and all that kind of things. But still, there's plenty of experiences in the third chapter of your life. So um, how can a couple revitalize, uh, revitalize and rekindle their relationship when it is uh, getting in, in a situation that uh, there, there are some issues? What tips do you have? I, I truly think that it's about recognizing that you may not understand what's going on for the other person. And having that kind of discussion on a regular basis is so important to look at, you know, I said it earlier, to look at your relationship from a fresh perspective and know that, that it, as you nurture that, that sacred space, within you that your relationship can truly, truly um, grow to a, a, a wonderful new level. There's, a, there's also something that, is, that many people are not aware of. It's a book that's, that was written by Gary Chapman. He's written a lot of books, but this one is called Your Love Languages. And often couples are not aware of their love language, much less their, their partners. And Gary says, or Dr. Chapman says, that there are five love languages, and we don't all express it or hear it the same way. And so if a couple mm. has two different love languages, one person may be saying, I love you in the way that they want to hear love, but it's not the way that, the, that their partner is expecting to hear it. And so they, 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 don't, they don't hear it. I mean, I've had couples that say, you said you've been giving me the, all these gifts all the time. I don't want gifts. I just want you to hug me. And he said, but I give you gifts because I'm honoring you, and that's what I think is important, and that's how I'm saying I'm loving you. And she said, it's not saying it to me. Yeah. That's an excellent book called The Five Love Languages, and it's Gary Chapman. Okay. Thank you for uh, giving this tip to our audience on how they – uh, can look at their relationship and uh, how they might look also at the communication and uh, who is saying what in what way. So I want to ask you, how can our listeners learn more about you? Um, do you have something that uh, the listeners can, uh, a newsletter or something else that you want to offer to the audience? Um, if, I don't know. 
can you say what is your website? Go ahead. My website is retireandbehappy.com. And Easy. if you have any questions, you can send me an email. My name is spelled M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E at yeah. Retire and Be Happy. I would also suggest that you take a look at my book. Maria mentioned that earlier. It's called Your Happiness Portfolio for Retirement. It's not about the money. And that, what that means is, of course, the money is an important issue, but this book doesn't talk about it. But it, what it does do is it t- tells you, helps you to understand the things that you need to be aware of so that you can face the challenges and, uh, and, and work through them, that you can see the opportunities that lie ahead, that you understand what, what happens when you go through a transition. And it helps you to, the book also addresses two really important issues that, that are problems for people, and that is replacing your identity and finding your purpose, because so often the work that we do creates the way that we feel that we are important and that we are making a contribution. And those two things, your identity and your purpose, need to be replaced. And so, and the book also walks you through how you how to build your happiness portfolio. And so, quite frankly, I think that that is um, is a place to start. If you have questions, it answers lots of them. Right. That's excellent. You mentioned yes, I do. We were talking before about assumptions, and assumptions are both a way of discussing assumptions are a way of, of coming together. Not discussing yeah. them is our ways to challenge the relationship. And I have an exercise yeah. that I give to, to the people that work with me. And if you send me an email, it's called Uncovering Assumptions. And if you send me an email again at Marianne M A R I A N N E at retireandbehappy.com, I will delightfully send you a copy of that exercise, and it covers a whole variety of things that you want to be sure to talk about. Wow. Yes, I think assumptions is a, is a good word here, because often people go into retirement, and um, they have a certain um, view, a certain perspective, a way how they think, but if you never asked your spouse what he is thinking about retiring, might be two different things. So, and then you might just assume that he likes what you like, and that might not always be the case. Marianne, I thank you for being on the show today. I enjoyed our conversations about challenges in relationship. And um, yes, and I think that your book and your gift are going to help a lot of women who are thinking about retiring and who don't know uh, what retirement looks like, A, for themselves, and B, uh, how they can share it with their uh, their spouse, the man that I have lived with for I don't know how many happy years. So I hope that this conversation today helped a lot of people. And I thank you for being on the show one more time. I have a suggestion for our listeners when they are looking at things to do. And that is a big part of retiring, what I am going to do. And you can do it, the two of you together, you can do it single. But take up maybe a new project. And that can be anything from uh, taking care of your garden or start making changes in cooking and do some 
changes on how you cook and make it more healthier or look for a cycling or a walking group, whatever it is that you think. But the last thing that I want to suggest, maybe volunteering is a great uh, way of contributing finding your identity as well as having a purpose in life. Because when you volunteer, it, you meet new people and you're part of a team. It gives you also the possibility to use skills and ability. And there are many ways on how you can contribute time and help others um, and organizations too to fulfill their mission. So it will improve your mood, it will help prevent you from being lonely, and it will lower the risk of high blood pressure and maybe other uh, medical conditions that you have. So um, volunteering is definitely uh, something that you could take up when you retire. So my quote has to do with volunteering today. And it says, volunteers don't get paid not because they are worthless, but because they are priceless. And that's a quote from Sherry Anderson. So um, indeed, um, volunteering is something you do and you don't get paid for it. But what you get back for it might be so much more meaning to you for your uh, emotions, for your heart, how you feel about it, that gives you a bigger reward as if you would get any financial uh, money for it or something else. It's just the connections that you can make with other people and do something for others. And that is really a big part of life where you maybe didn't have the time for when you were working because you were so busy doing the things that you wanted or had to do for work if, uh, and maybe it's now time for you to find a new identity and, and do something that is not paid for. So I also wanted to remind you, you um, Marianne just mentioned her book. I have a book too, and it's actually um, a compiling of 36 success stories from entrepreneurs like me who came at a pivot point in their life and changed and adapted and made uh, life different. And that book is called What Have You Forbes Lately? You can get it on Amazon and I, uh, I have copies as well, of course. So it's a, it's a book where you can maybe get ideas on how you can change your life when you are thinking of what will I do for the next 20 years. So I want to say um, it's time for me to go. I am wrapping up this, this show today. Thank you for tuning in. And we will be back on Friday at 11 o'clock Pacific time, two o'clock Eastern time. Let me know your questions by emailing me. You have a wonderful weekend and be sure to tune in next week, Friday, for a new show, Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. 
Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.